0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through to Bible teaching program of Pastor Darryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where King Saul sends his men to kill David in his home. So David prays that God will deliver him. We can wait on the Lord because God rules over the nations. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Have you ever seen a fox hunt in the movies
0: or maybe the cartoons? So many men on so many horses chasing one little poor fox. Imagine how the fox must feel. I think that is close to how David must have felt as he was hunted by many mighty men who were not from the enemy nations, but from Israel. Psalm 59, the title is, To the chief musician set to do not destroy a mictum of David when Saul sent men and they watched the house in order to kill him. We have the specific occasion for David writing this psalm And that's always helpful to know the circumstances going on that inspired David to pick up his pen and write. In this case, King Saul, because of jealousy, was seeking David's life. This story is found in 1 Samuel 19. Saul sent his servants to David's house to watch him and kill him in the morning. David's wife, Michael, who was also Saul's youngest daughter, warned David that if he didn't escape, he would be killed. Then she lowered David out of the window. So David escaped, and Michael took a statue, put goat's hair on it and covered it with clothes, and put it in their bed. When Saul's men arrived, she told them that David was sick in bed. So they went back to Saul and reported this. And Saul said, bring David to me in his bed and I will kill him. So when Saul's servants returned, they found the image in the bed. And Saul knew that his daughter had deceived him. And David wrote Psalm 59. Deliver me from my enemies, O my God. Defend me from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from the workers of iniquity. And save me from bloodthirsty men. For look, they lie in wait for my life. The mighty gather against me, not for my transgression, nor for my sin, O Lord. They run and prepare themselves through no fault of mine, awake to help me, and behold. It's interesting the verbs that David uses here as he cries out to God, deliver, defend, deliver, save. David knew that the Lord was his only hope against such a relentless enemy. He called them workers of iniquity. That's what they did. That was their job to do iniquity. And they were bloodthirsty men. They would not be satisfied until they could spill David's poor blood. They lie in wait for my life. Now, I can't imagine that. I mean, just think about if you knew that there were people outside your door and as soon as you got up in the morning, they were going to do you in. That's what David had to live with. That sort of danger. He said, the mighty gather against me. Now, King Saul should have been occupied with the enemies of Israel, such as the Philistines. Instead, he was hunting down one of his most faithful warriors and his own son-in-law. Saul's men should have been fighting on the front lines. Instead, they were accomplices to attempted murder. How pride and jealousy can pervert the course of a man. But David said, It's not for my transgression. It's no fault of my own that they are coming against me, seeking to take my life. David had complete confidence before God because his conscience was clear. He knew that he had done no wrong to God or man. And that is reason enough to maintain a clear conscience. It's reason enough that we should walk in integrity so that we have confidence before God to call upon him as our deliverer, trusting that our cause is just and that God will come to our aid when we call upon him. Now, he said, awake to help me and behold, sometimes it seems that God is sleeping when he doesn't act the way we think he should in the time that we think he should act. But we're told in Psalm 121, Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. God isn't sleeping, but he doesn't always come right when we want him to. But David called upon the Lord to take notice of what was happening to him, to stir himself up and to come to his aid now. You, therefore, O Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, awake to punish all the nations. Do not be merciful to any wicked transgressors. Sila, Stop. Think about that. At evening, they return. They growl like a dog and go all around the city. Indeed, they belch with their mouths. Swords are in their lips, for they say, Who hears? But you, O Lord, shall laugh at them. You shall have all the nations in derision. David says, O Lord, God of hosts, that's an interesting phrase, because what it means is, God, you are the commander of heaven's armies. Listen, if you've got the commander of heaven's armies on your side, you're in good shape. Now, he said, awake to punish the nations. So David used the injustice of his personal situation to call upon God to rouse himself, to punish all the nations, Yahweh is not only the God of Israel, he's also the Lord and judge of all the earth. He said, Now, don't be merciful to the wicked transgressors. Many times David would cry out for mercy for himself, but he didn't want God to show any mercy to these wicked transgressors, especially those who were his enemies after his life. Now, under the new covenant, we are commanded to love our enemies, but that doesn't mean that we condone their sin. It does mean that we leave vengeance to the Lord because it is his responsibility to repay. Now, David compared these henchmen of Saul to the wild scavenger dogs of Israel. They caroused around the city at night. They howled. They were seeking anything they could find to fill their bellies. In the case of these men, their swords were in their mouths because their tongues were violent. They sought to please Saul to win his approval, but they cared nothing about justice, nor did they care about being loyal to David in any way when David had proven to be such a faithful and courageous warrior fighting Saul's battles. They had no accountability for their vicious and destructive words. For they said, who hears? They knew Saul wouldn't hold them accountable for what they said, and they didn't fear God. But David said, Lord, you shall laugh at them and hold them in derision. The thing is, is that regardless of how the enemy seems to be advancing, we know that God ultimately is in control. And those who would shake their fist in the face of God Listen, God laughs at them because he sees their end. I will wait for you, O you, his strength, for God is my defense. My God of mercy shall come to meet me. God shall let me see my desire on my enemies. David said, I will wait for you, O Lord. Now, it's interesting because they were waiting for David to kill him. Meanwhile, David was waiting for the Lord. Now, that's a hard thing to do. It's hard to wait upon the Lord. But Isaiah says in Isaiah forty thirty, Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk. And not faint. We can wait on the Lord because the Lord will always operate in the right time and he will operate justly and he will remember those who trust in him. But it's hard to wait on the Lord, it's one of the hardest things we can do, especially when we are facing dangerous and threatening situations. But notice here, David called the Lord his strength, his defense, and his God of mercy. I love that. Do not slay them, lest my people forget. Scatter them by your power and bring them down, O Lord, our shield. For the sin of their mouth and the words of their lips, let them even be taken in their pride. And for the cursing and lying which they speak, consume them in wrath. Consume them that they may not be. And let them know that God rules in Jacob to the ends of the earth. Selah. So David said, Lord, scatter them. Don't slay them. I want them to be remembered. I want the people to see what you have done. And if you just kill them, uh, then they won't remember like they will if you scatter them and make an example of them. And then he calls the Lord his shield. I love that. He said the Lord our shield, actually. I love that because the Lord is a shield to those who trust in him. You'll recall that in the book of Job, Satan Uh, went to God and said, look, I can't touch Job because you put a hedge of protection around him. I I want the Lord to have that hedge around me. I want him to be the shield around me at all times, knowing that the fiery arrows of the devil cannot penetrate the Lord's shield. David said, consume them in your wrath so that they may not be, that they don't exist anymore. And let them know that God rules in Jacob and to the ends of the earth. We can wait on the Lord in confidence because despite what we see around us, despite how the enemy may be having a heyday, God is still sovereign and he rules throughout the earth. Verse 14. And at evening they return. They growl like a dog and go all around the city. They wander up and down for food and howl. If they are not satisfied, but I will sing of your power. Yes, I will sing aloud of your mercy in the morning, for you have been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. To you, O oh, my strength, I will sing praises, for God is my defense, my God of mercy. So David returns to this imagery of these guys being like the scavenger dogs, just searching up and down, wandering for food. But he says, I will sing of your power. I will sing of your mercy for you have been my defense. You've been my refuge. You are my strength and I will sing your praises. You know, this begins with David in a panic because of the people that are waiting to take his life. It ends in a song of praise. And so often this is how David would deal with, with the situations in his life. He comes with a problem. He comes in fear, but he reminds himself of God's faithfulness, of his defense, of his mercy, of his strength, and he ends in praise. And just think about this. If David had not gone through all of these troubles, we wouldn't have these wonderful Psalms. So perhaps when we uh, encounter troubles of our own, we'll remember that maybe God is using this (laughs) to bring us to that place of praise not only for our own benefit, but also for those who will hear and see what we go through. And may the Lord keep you and bless you. And may you know that he is your strength. He is your defense
1: as you trust in him. You've been listening to Simply the Bible the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website Tomorrow we'll see where it seems to David that God has cast them off, but he trusts the Lord to deliver them. He is the rock who is higher than I. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.